Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So if you had what they had, they would love you. If you acted the way they act, then they would love you. But because you act and your life reflects that of God, because you have the light of God in your life, they will not like you. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, again, welcome everybody. I want to welcome everybody that's here. I want to welcome our online community that are gathering from all around the world. Hi, y'all. That's how we say it here in the South. Hi, y'all. Welcome back uh, to today's program. I know that the Lord has a rich blessing in store for you, and I'm so grateful that you decided to tune, uh, to tune in today. Now, let me remind all of you that you can go to our our website at kingdomrock.org, and it's there that you can find today's message and and the entire series of messages. There's so much there uh, for you to connect with. Even uh, one of our online radio stations, Revive365radio.com, check it out throughout the week. It's going to bless you richly. Amen. Well, let's get into the Word of God today that the Lord has for us. Remember, we're in the series entitled Breaking Free. We will be breaking free. We're breaking free and living free uh, from the imprisonments of this world. Last week, we asked the question, are you ready to be blessed? Are you ready to be blessed? Are you prepared for that blessing? And remember, the Lord said here, let's, let's go ahead and read it once again. In Mark, the 10th chapter, Mark 10, verse 28 through 30, it reads, Then Peter began to speak up. Uh, We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house and brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news or for the gospel, King James says, uh, will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. So again, remember the Lord said that persecution will come along with the blessing. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't do without, you can't have one without the other. If you're going to be blessed, they will follow some sort of a harassment, some form of ill treatment. But so, and remember the Lord said as well that he would pour out in the same measure, he would pour out the amount of blessing that you can tolerate. If you can't tolerate very much trouble, he won't send very much blessing. Because why would he send a huge blessing and we're not able to handle the huge persecution that will come along with it? Think about it this way. We looked at blessings in terms of money. If someone were to give you, someone were to give you $50, you know, you may get a little bit of flack, maybe a little bit from somebody. But if you receive $50 million, the more you get, the more people will have something to say, the more they have something to say. So he will give you the blessing or allow you to be blessed in like manner uh, that you can handle the trouble. 
If you can handle little, he will send little. If you can handle much, he will send much. So, but it is the Father's goal to bless you abundantly, 100-fold. And that's the time that we're living in now. Hear me, saints of God. That's the time that we're living in. If the Father desires to bless you without measure. So therefore, he has to prepare your heart to receive what he is sending. He has to prepare you so that you'll be ready for it when it comes. Now, today, I, I received this word to give to you as well. And I need you to hear this. This is what the Spirit is saying. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. That's today's title. Don't take it personally. Let me give you a little story uh, as it relates to that. Uh, turn my mic down just a little bit. Get a little bit of feedback in that. So again, don't take it personally, okay? Let me give you a little story as it relates to this. Uh, there was a, a man, and I know him, one of, one of my friends, and he was telling me about his mother who was in the hospital. And she had had some type of surgery. And when she came out of the surgery, she had some sort of bad reaction with the anesthesia or something that had happened. And she began to show signs of dementia. This woman, who was always a godly woman, lovely woman, loved everybody, is now, when he's visiting her in the hospital, now she's cursing him with big time curse words. And so he was taken aback at that. He was, oh, mom. And she's blah, 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 blah. I mean, really rearing at him, big time curse words. He'd never seen this before. But he realized that that was not my mom. He realized that that's that sickness that's in her. That's not her. So he didn't take it personally. He knew it wasn't directed to him, there was something else happening. He didn't take it personally, and he, he understood that it was not really him that was being attacked. He chose instead to love her and to pray for her. Well, it wasn't too much longer than that, then she was back home and fine. Whatever had happened, sometime during that process, the Lord healed it, took it all away, and now she's well, and they're well. He didn't take it personally. He was being attacked. But instead of attacking her or thinking terrible things about her, he prayed for her and continued to love her. And she got well. She got well. There's another example I want to give you of a young lady who also another true story, who's working fast food. I think uh, one of the, maybe so, one of those places. And evidently the lady that came up to the counter uh, ordered some french fries and the french fries that she got was not to her liking it may have been stale i don't know and so the lady the customer took those fries and threw them back uh, at the at the lady behind the counter she threw her fries threw her food back in their faces now anybody would get offended with that what in the world is wrong with you? Why would you do that to me? What's going on? But understand this. You can either rail back at them or you can take the God sort of view. You can ask, why are you doing this? Because there's something behind their actions. There's a reason behind them. I mean, why are they really acting like that? Or, 
Or why, why are you angry? What's really going on? Now, it would not be wise for you to ask those questions that to that person, but have that conversation on the inside. Holy Spirit, what's going on with this person? Because there's something to this. Why, is, why are they acting like this? Instead of seeing them as some terrible person, you see it as there's something in them that's causing them to act this way. Take the higher road. Now, remember what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 16, Matthew 10, uh, verse 16. It says, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Uh, be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. In other words, use wisdom and be gentle. Use wisdom and be gentle. Don't intentionally harm anyone. Remember, Jesus said, I am the shepherd. I am your good shepherd. And it is the shepherd that always defends the sheep. So he said, I'm sending you forth like this. You are sheep in the midst of wolves, but I'm your shepherd. I have the rod and I have the staff and I know how to use them. The rod used, used to beat the, beat the uh, things that would attack the sheep, to defend the sheep. And the staff used to correct the sheep, bring the sheep back in line. Come back over here, Gertrude. Come back over here. Come back over here. So both of these things will comfort us, especially when we go through a valley of the shadow of death experience there in Psalm 23. His rod and his staff will comfort you. Jesus said, I'm sending you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ready. I'm with you. You're not there alone. All right. So let's go on and continue in some of these warnings, because remember, it is the father's goal. And you'll see this in the last days. Uh, the scripture says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. There's going to be a transfer of wealth, a transfer of, of position, a transfer of opportunities. And he wants you to be ready to inhabit those, to take possession of those. Your soul has to be ready. It's not merely just opening up a bank account somewhere, but your soul has to be ready. You have to be ready to occupy that space of power. You have to be ready for it. Now listen to this as Jesus continues to warn us here in John 15, verses 18 through 21. And it says this, If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Don't take it personally. Jesus said, they'll hate you because you're not of them. He said, if you were of them, then they would love you. They would love you. So listen to that. He said, you're not of the world. Because you're not of the world, Jesus said, I've taken you out of the world. But if you were of the world, if you were like them, then they would love you. 
So if you had what they had, they would love you. If you acted the way they act, then they would love you. But because you act and your life reflects that of God, because you have the light of God in your life, they will not like you. Dark goes with dark and light goes with light. So it's not really you that they're attacking. It's the light within you. Jesus says, don't take it personally, because if you were like them, they would love you. If you were on the road to hell, they would love you. But because you're on the road to glory, they will despise you. He said, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Don't take it personally. When they yell, when they scream, when they write nasty things, hear me, child of God. When they yell, scream, write nasty things, don't take it personally. It is not you they are attacking, although it may be your name. Although they may be in your face, there may be a finger pointing there. Understand, it is not you, it is the light that you carry. Because if you lost the light, if you dimmed your light, they wouldn't do that anymore. But because the light in you is brighter and it is growing brighter because the fire of God is in you and it is growing hotter because the anointing is increasing upon your life, they're not going to like that. But it is not you. It is not you. Don't take it personally. It is who you carry. So that puts you in position to continue to love. Listen to what he said also in Matthew 10, Matthew 10, 34, or rather 24 through 28, Matthew 10, 24 through 28. This is how it reads. The disciples, or rather the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Listen to verse 25. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Verse 27, what I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So again, Lord says, don't respect their words. Don't put more respect on their negative than you do uh, on Father's positive, on Father's word. Don't give them more respect than you do God. Understand something. This is coming. The persecution is coming. And the Lord wants you to be able to endure it and still love and still live and still have joy and still have peace in the midst of it. Because Jesus did that all. He was persecuted. My God, the Bible says it over again. Jesus was persecuted. But yet and still, he had so much love, so much joy, so much peace. He lived a fulfilling life. And this is what we're going to have to do, but we have to be prepared. Now, listen, as long as you are in this world, you will have haters and you will have persecutors. That's one of those truth peels again. As long as you are in this world, you will have haters and you will have persecutors. Uh, we can't, uh, but we won't leave here until we fulfill our assignment. 
So we're here, we can't go anywhere, and because we're here, we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to deal with it, know how to deal with the spirit of rejection. We're going to have to know how to deal with it when they are treating us poorly, treating us terribly. Now, in order to lessen the sting of that, to lessen the effect of that on our soul, we're going to have to receive Father's love and acceptance on a daily basis. You're going to have to meditate in God's word, meditate in God's word and receive his love. Now, if you were just not going to do anything with your life, if you were if you were just saying, you know what, I'm just going to bury my talent. I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to live every day. Not going to bother anybody. Nobody bother me. I'm not going to really be productive. I'm really not going to try to do anything in life. Just just going to just coast through life you probably won't encounter that much opposition. Now, surely somebody's still going to say something. But you probably won't encounter that much. But the moment you say, you know what, Lord, I want to worship you with my whole life and all of my strength and do exactly what you've called me to do. I want to honor you. I want to worship you. I want to, I want to bring you great glory in the earth. I want to do things for my family. I, I want to do things for my wife. I want to do things for my children. I want to increase. I want to live better. I want to do better. The moment you decide to do that, your light is growing. Your light is growing. And understand, as you do better, they'll begin to talk. And you'll have to, be, you'll have to know how to deal with that. So, again, we're going to have to focus on the love of God, receive his love, and receive his acceptance. Let me give you a few examples Ephesians, the first chapter, verse number six says to the praise of the glory of to the praise of the glory of his grace, uh, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. You are accepted in the beloved. Say with me. I am accepted in the beloved. I am accepted in the beloved. So you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to say that. I am accepted in the beloved. When men reject you, you'll have to know that you are accepted in the beloved. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For he hath made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You heard this many times. You'll have to know that you are completely accepted and completely righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, the time to prepare for a fight is not, is not the, uh, let me see. Yeah, if you have a major fight, let's say you, you're a prize fighter, you're a heavyweight fighter, and you've got a big battle, a big fight coming up. Just before you get in the ring, that's not the time when you start lifting weights. It's just, that's not it. It's not the time to start training the night before. You can get knocked out. Are you hearing? You know it's coming. The brighter your light gets, the, it's coming. The more you grow, the more monies you receive. You drive up in a new car, you live in a new house, whatever, whatever you have that is more than the others, whether you're living in a third world, third world country and you, just, you have a small hut, 
The moment you decide to get a straw bed, somebody's going to say something. When the rest of your neighbors are sleeping on the floor and now you have a straw bed, who does he think he is? Wherever the prosperity is, God can prosper in every culture, in every language. It just looks differently in different places. You have to be ready for it. Your heart has to be secure in him. I love this 1 John 4, 17. Listen to this. The Bible says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. That means that we are perfectly accepted and perfectly uh, received and perfectly welcomed in the presence of God. You are perfectly loved right now. You are perfectly loved right now. That's another thing that you're going to have to meditate on, the fact that, that you are perfectly loved, perfectly accepted right now in the presence of God. You cannot get, it is impossible for you to get more love, for you to be more loved by God than you are now at this very moment. It is impossible for you to be more accepted by God than you are at this very moment, right now, because you're in Christ Jesus but the thing that there are two problems with that. One is that uh, we haven't fully, fully experienced the love and the acceptance that God has for us. It's like a child, a newborn or maybe a three-year-old that's never been outside in the sunlight for some reason, never been outside in the sunlight. And somebody tries to explain to him what it feels like. Well, he's never experienced it. He just read about it in a book or seen it in a movie. He's never experienced it. He doesn't know what it feels like. Uh, in other words, it's in theory, but not in practice. For me to tell you that God loves you more than you could ever think or imagine that you are accepted in his presence, that must become real to you. It must become not just theory. Yeah, I know God said it to you actually walking in it and feeling it. You're actually embracing it. It is this that will keep us when all of that starts coming your way. You must have the love of God, know the love of God, his acceptance, not only in theory, but in practice. So let that also be part of your prayer life. Father, let me experience your love. Let me experience your acceptance. Shine your light upon me. Let me feel it in my soul. Let me know it. Because when that stuff happens, You'll have to be able to pull back on the, those experiences and know that he loves you. Now, this is another reason why that you need to have those experiences with God is that our society is hardwired for the negative. Our society is hardwired for negative. It will promote negative and it will downplay positive. It will promote negative and downplay positive. Just look at that um, through the news. They will talk about 20 bad things happen, and one good thing will be during the closing notes. This world promotes negative. And as a result of that, we are quickly to believe the negative than we would the positive. We will give more honor to the negative than to the positive. There's a young man that uh, did a, a wonderful performance, had a wonderful performance at, a, at some sort of concert hall. And he was a concert uh, violinist, I mean, and he just played so beautifully. And afterwards, they surveyed the crowd. What do you think about it? Well, about, uh, I think 
of the people said that was the best thing they'd heard in their lives. Oh, they couldn't wait to hear it again. 10% said that was trash. They never heard anything so awful in their entire lives. It wouldn't come back if you paid them. All right, the young man heard that. Which weighed the most on The 90% that said, wow, that was powerful. Or the 10% that said that was awful. Well, he was like most people. He went home and lost sleep over the 10%. What happens there? We devalue the opinions of the 90% of people. Devalue them. We're saying, in essence, that you're not as important as they are. Your thoughts are not as important as their thoughts. Your feelings, how you felt about it, 90% of people that love my performance, your thoughts are just not as important to me than these negative thoughts over here. That's what we'd be saying. We more value the negative than we do the positive. But that's how our whole culture, our society uh, is wrapped up. And we have to be reprogrammed in our thinking reprogrammed in our thinking because you you may have some negative comments on your posts on your on your blogs or on your videos or on your podcast or whatever you do on your reviews you may have 100 wonderful things but too negative and you let that spin you out of control we can't do that anymore we can't do that anymore our minds must be renewed through the word of God, we've got to meditate on the word of God and allow the spirit of God to come in now. Why am I saying this? Because these things will be coming. They will be coming. And unless you are ready for it, we'll pay more honor to the negative. And why am I doing this? Nobody wants to hear what's going on. Why am I even doing this in the first place? Why don't I just stop right now? Nobody. Now, the 90 percent that said it was great. But oh, no, this is why they say this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Somebody's getting what I'm saying today. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, Ephesians four. Let's look at verse 22. It says here, Ephesians four, verse 22, it says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Verse 23 Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So it says again, verse 23, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So say with me, Holy Spirit, I ask you to renew my thoughts and attitudes. I've given too much attention to the negative, and too little attention to the positive. Please renew my thoughts and attitudes. Are you with me? Let that be a part of your prayer because this whole society, it's around us. It is everywhere. It is everywhere that will gravitate toward the negative, and you don't need that. The enemy will crush you in that doesn't matter how many people told you it was great. You get one that says it was bad, and that one bad will crush you when God says you're doing just fine. Keep keep a going. Keep a going. Are you hearing? Now, what do you do in the meanwhile, while we're expecting to receive 
expecting those experiences from God when we would receive from him, when we would um, know that he loves us and know that we're accepted and be, and, and the Holy Spirit is retraining our minds, our attitudes. What do we do in, in the meanwhile when they come against you, when they come against you? There are several things the Lord has given us, and this is what I need to prepare you today. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to meditate on when that comes. Now, let me stop for just for a second. For those of you that have an ear to hear, you have an ear to hear because you're about to do great things for God. You're about to grow. You're about to increase. And again, the Lord says, you must be ready for the challenges that are coming. You must be ready for the challenges that are coming. You must be ready for the increase. You're putting your name out there. You're putting your business out there, your ministry out there. You're doing the work of God, and he sends in more and more and more, and you must be ready for it. If you're not ready for it, when that time comes, I don't believe that he will allow the greatest measure of it to flow to you because it would crush you. It would crush you. Your heart must be ready. Those negative words, their negative words must flow off your back just like water off a duck's back. And you just go on with yourself. Praise God. If those negative words has something, if there's some truth to that, maybe I was a bit loud that day. Maybe this and that was that day. Then you take those bits of truth that are there and discard the rest. Examine yourself. If you don't find it there, well, then throw it away. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You must be ready for what is coming. Now, how do we handle those negative words and all that stuff that comes up? Let's look at 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4, um, let's look at 14 through 19. And it says this, If ye be reproached, that is insulted, for the name of Christ, happy are ye, not depressed, Happy, God said, your attitude should be that of happiness. If you be insulted, reproached or insulted for, for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Why? Why does it say it? For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be to them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Notice that if you be reproached, if you be insulted because of Christ, be happy. Why? Because the Spirit is resting on you. The Holy Spirit is there to keep you. You're not there alone. 
He's there to keep you. And then he says that judgment must begin the house of God. So he's allowing these insults, these attacks, to show your true character and nature, to show who you really are. And I'm telling you, it is defeating the enemy. Now, again, as long as we are in this world, we will have haters and persecutors. Here's another thing that the Lord wants you to do with those attacks when they come. Please keep these things in mind. Really meditate on these so that you may be ready. Remember, the time to prepare for that fight is not right before the fight. You have to start preparing before time. Are you hearing me? So we need to pray these things in. Look at Matthew, uh, Matthew 5, verses 38 through 42. I'm going to read this for you out of the Amplified Bible. I love the way it reads, and this speaks to it here. This is Matthew 5, verse 38 through 42, Amplified. It says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. Punishment that fits the offense. But I tell you, but I say to you, do not resist an evil person who insults you or violate your rights. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other toward him also. Simply ignore insignificant insults or trivial losses and do not bother to retaliate. Maintain your dignity, your self-respect, your poise. Verse 40, if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also, for the Lord repays the offender. And whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You hear that? Let me read just a few more out of the King James Version. The Lord says here, verse uh, 43 out of the King James, it said again, Matthew 5, verse 43, ye have heard that it, was, that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. I hope you're hearing this, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain, sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. And if ye salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Be ye therefore perfect, as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So Lord says here, don't resist evil. If, and you'll see this further on down. If they're cussing at you and you start cussing at them, all you're going to do is create a bigger fire. But if you, they're cussing at you and you show them love, you show them the love of God, all that, what that will do is put out their fire. It will heap up hot coals of fire upon their head. God deals with them. God deals with them. He said, pray for them. Pray for them. 
Look at um, Romans 12. We're closing out here. Romans 12, verses 18 through 21. I love this. This is out of the New Living Translation. It says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Let that, rather leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap coals, heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Do you see that? We've been told all of our lives, they do this to you, then you do it to them. But that only allows evil to proliferate and grow. God says, this, this happens. He said, don't take revenge. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. They say something, you pray for them. I'll handle it. Remember, you're going out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Your shepherd is here, and your shepherd's going to take care of it. You just have a responsibility to keep on loving, keep on living, keep on honoring, doing good to them. In doing that, you're going to deflate the evil, and it won't continue to grow like a cancer. One more. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, Ephesians 4, verse 31 through 32. It says here, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Says we got to walk in forgiveness. Be kind and walk in forgiveness. Now, all that's in the middle, in the midst of persecution. In the midst of persecution, why are they persecuting you? Because you're growing, you're increasing. Why are, you, why are they persecuting you? Because you're carrying the light of Christ. You're doing better in life. You're doing better in life. And I know that many of you want to do better in life. You want to do better. You want to do better. You want to grow. You want to grow. You want to have better things for your family, better things for yourself. You want to grow. You want to do the work of the kingdom of God. You want to go higher and higher and higher and higher. But understand that with that height, the higher you go, the more eyes can see you. And not all of those eyes are going to be rejoicing with you. So I'll say with you, say to you, in closing, rejoice with those that rejoice. When they get it and you don't get it, rejoice with them. Rejoice with them. Thank God for them. Because as God was faithful over their lives, he is also going to be faithful in your life as well. So I pray that during that time, when that comes, you will be ready. I pray that you have meditated on the word of God, that you would have asked the Holy Spirit to um, change your thoughts and your attitudes, that you may be ready for the attacks. Because the more you grow, the more you know, the higher you go, the more it will come. And you must be ready for it. Amen. And I know that you will do well. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for all those that have heard your word today, all those who have 
heard the word of the Spirit, the voice of the Spirit. Father, I thank you that you are preparing them in your great love and wisdom. You are preparing them to receive the more. You're giving them tools that they need to be ready to handle the attacks when they come, the harsh treatment, the harsh words. Surely all of us want to hear good things. We all want to be encouraged, but as long as we're down in this world, we're going to have haters. We're going to have persecutors, but those haters and persecutors should never diminish your light in our lives. They should never diminish our joy. They should never diminish our peace, not for one moment. They should never diminish our life in any way, never. Lord, I pray that when that time comes, if there's something in it we need to hear and correct, well then let us hear and be corrected. But if it's just trash, let us not focus on trash, but let us throw the trash in the dump and continue to go on with you. Father, I pray for the supernatural ability to, to disregard what needs to be disregarded and to focus on what needs to be focused on. Lord, I thank you for hearing, uh, hearing our prayers and for honoring your people. I pray your blessings upon them in great grace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you so much, my friend, for joining me today. I pray that you are blessed by the broadcast. Remember, you can go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can hear this message again and also share it with others if you would like. Also, while you're on the website, you can give into the building fund. Uh, just go to our, our website again at kingdomrock.org. Click on the gift button. You can give to the building fund and help us uh, to build and build and build. Uh, the Lord is coming really soon, and we have many projects to do. So please support the ministry in any way that you can. We love you guys, and we will see you again. See you again real soon. Right, bye now. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.